What up, what up, what up? This your boy Kojak. And we got a special guest with us on the phone right now. Goes by the name Nick Pratt. What's good, what's good, what's good? I appreciate you having me, man. I appreciate you calling in. And uh, for my first question, um, can you just give us a little bit of, um, tell us a little bit about yourself? Alrighty, man. Uh, my name is, like you said, Nick Pratt. I'm originally from Fort Worth, Texas, man. We call that Funky Town, you know. Um, I spent a little bit of time in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, man. Went to school out there, and I live in Los Angeles, California now, man. And I've been um, rhyming and making music, like really taking it serious, probably since like 2010, you know. And I'm gonna put this album out this month, uh, July 19th, called Manifest Destiny, man. And uh, you know, CSB the crew, and we just going in. Okay, and uh, how did you begin to rap and uh, to start off? Man, so um, it's probably like third grade. Um, one of my one of my real good friends, his name is Keith, but we used to call him Kiki back then. I mean, I guess we still call him Kiki. His mama called him at first. Um, but um, you know, I, we was we had the same class together, and uh, we were sitting there, and we were just talking, and I was, I had just got this CD, and it was a Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff CD, man, and I was listening to it, and, you know, I thought this dude Jazzy Jeff was crazy with the cuts, man, like, this DJ, and it was crazy, and I was like, man, I want to be a DJ, bro, and the DJ just like what I heard this dude do, you know, on this CD, you know, my pops used to DJ some, like, parties and stuff around the way, and stuff, you know, he was playing, like, he was working off a two-tape deck or whatever, but, you know, he was, he was working a little neighborhood parties and church functions and stuff. But uh, Kiki was like, man, you know, I like rapping. I've been listening to this CD, this Three Six Mafia CD, man. He's like, man, I like rapping, man. You ought to try this out. And he started rapping, and I, I tried to kick a little freestyle in, man, and then I fell in love with it. And after that, you know, I, that was my focus, and then I got good at it. So I'm sure <laughs> I kept going. Yeah. So what, um, how did you even, like, get into the music at that time, being from Texas? Who who was out around that time? Man, so when I was younger, younger, I guess, like, around that time, this was, like, the early and mid-90s. So, it was like, Texas, you know, it's a lot of, lot of UGK, a lot of Scarface, yeah. you know. Um, you know, in Dallas, we had, like, Mr. Lucci and Mr. Pookie, and that was, like, a little bit later, like, late later 90s, early 2000s. Um, and then we had the Swisher House, you know, which was crazy and screwed up quick. You know, I used to listen to Swisher House tapes forever. But, like, when I was real, real young, you know, I could just hear what the stuff that was on the radio. And so I loved hearing Snoop rap, man. And, you know, my aunt had the Doggy Style album. She would play that for me, and I loved that joint. I was uh, one of my favorite albums as a kid, man. I used to listen to um, 400 Degrees. You know, my homeboy, a little down the street, his older brother had it. He let me borrow that, and I let him borrow something. Um, I think uh, The Chronic, my pops had it, and I had snuck it out. Cause they ain't really, he ain't really let me listen to no rap music and stuff, but he had The Chronic. And mm-hmm. so I snuck that out, and then my homeboy borrow that, and then, you know, he let me borrow 400 degrees, and I was listening to that shit for every day for, like, two weeks while I was doing my math on right, man. Like, I put it in this little CD player and plug the headphones in and sit down on the floor and face the door and keep the door closed so I could see if anybody was coming in and out, and I'd be bumping, mm-hmm. up, I'd be bumping up juvenile. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I listen to a lot of, um, man, and my cousins, man, so my, my older cousins, they was, you know, they some girls that's probably, like, three or four years older than me. So, like, around the same time, you know, I'm young. This is just all the stuff we was coming up on and stuff. And so, like, they were from Kansas City. And um, they had just moved down to Texas. But, like, even when they was in Kansas City and then when we would go visit them, when they moved down to Texas, like, all they loved was immature, 
and Bone Thugs. So I listened to a lot of Bone Thugs, and because of that, I got on the Twister, man. And like Adrenaline Rush was like one of my favorite albums. And I used to listen. I was in Chicago last weekend with my cousin, and he was playing that, and I was I can still rap a lot of that word for word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so you know, it's coming up. I was I was listening to a whole lot of different stuff, man. And like the folks around me wasn't really. They was really just kind of strictly listening to the Southside stuff. And, you know, we listened to a lot. Of, we listened to a lot of Outkast and a lot of UGK and a lot of 3-6 Mafia, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, that was what they, you know, that was what we had and that's what they played around us. We played, I mean, a lot of No Limit, a lot of Cash Money, like all of that stuff, you know, like all of that Dirty South, like classic Dirty South stuff we was playing, but I was listening to everything else too, man. I was getting into Jay-Z before most of my homeboys was getting into them, you know, and like yeah. just really keeping my ears open because I was just falling in love with rap and I was trying to hear as much of it as I could, man. I was trying to hear as many different styles as I could, get exposed to as much of it as I could, man. So I could, you know, be all around with mine, man. You know, I wanted to, I realized at that young age, like, man, I could do this too, man. So, like, I want to be universal. I want everybody to be able to feel what I'm saying. I got to listen to and understand what everybody else is kicking too, man. So, like, from east to west, north to south, I was trying to hear everything. So. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, how the south has pretty much, like, influenced the game as of late, like, crazy from Atlanta and especially Houston, how they just pretty much took over as far as uh, influence on the culture? I mean, it was just, you know, so, like, I, I watched this come in waves, you know, because initially we wasn't getting no love. I remember watching that Source Awards when Outkast was getting booed when they wanted best yeah. you know, artists and stuff, you know, like, it wasn't, it was, this was a long time coming. And so, like, around them early 2000, two, like, 03, 04, I guess, like, right around the time, like, Crunk really started taking off and then moving to around 05, 06, when the world started falling in love with the screw sound and stuff, man. Like, I'm just, like, I saw this happening. I'm just surprised that it stayed so long. I wasn't expecting so many of the kids to be so influenced by, you know, the, the stuff that we were fighting to get popular, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we knew this was tight, you know, I, you know, I watched, I watched Young, young Blood have, like, a, a short-lived run in the super mainstream, but, like, you know, they killed the South, you know what I'm saying? I watched UGK have, like, a, a, a particularly short-lived run, and a lot of it had to do with Tennessee being locked up, but, I mean, they killed the South, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I watched, I watched people who call themselves outcast fans now who really just like the, the lure that is Andre 3000 who can't, you know, spit a word of Southern Clarity, you know what I'm saying? But, like, that was killing the South. So, like, to see it come full circle and, like, be in the main place of influence is great for me, you know, now. But what I'm missing is, is some of this identity, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of cats from the East Coast that sound like East Coast cats no more, man. You know, like, exactly. the Midwest sound is transforming a lot, and it's, like, turning towards this drill sound, which drill, I feel like, is particularly Midwest. And the Midwest has been particularly, is always, like, a country place, and everybody from Chicago is from Mississippi or Memphis, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get that that scope, but, like, I'm listening to cats from New York. I can't tell where you're from. I'm listening to cats from the West Coast. I can't tell where you're from. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Y'all, everybody still has a, a, a sound and a, a, a place of origin, you know what I'm saying, that I don't want to see die, you know, like, I know cats who ain't really feeling Davey, you know, that they feel like he just do one thing, but I love that he's got that, that, that New York rap sound, yeah, you know Dave is phenomenal. You know what I'm saying, I, I, I love what he's bringing, you know, um, 
I, I love that TDE recently, like all these last four projects have been like super West Coast sound and like that 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 blank face that that um that uh that J Rock, that nine zero zero five nine, that um that that, that last Kendrick album, like Pink all these tracks, like, Yeah, they all got a super heavy, like classic, like nostalgic West Coast feel to them, but they still work and like I love that. Like don't just fall like I, I hate that people are chasing the sound. You know, I, I love that the sound is from the south because I'm, I'm glad we finally getting ours. But I hate that people are chasing the sound. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't chase the sound. Like, be current. Let it influence what you got, man. But be you, dog. Like, you started rapping for a certain reason. You start rapping so you can sound just like Drake or just like the Migos. You know what I'm saying? Or just like Trey Songs or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's 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 not a lot of identity out right now, man. Like I, I, I like I said, like the trap thing. Like I love where it came from. I love seeing it, it get its thing. But I, I'd like to see some more originality out there too, man. You know? Yeah, cause uh, even even when you brought up Drake, Drake, uh, he he rides the wave of other artists, but a lot yeah, of his most recent stuff he got from Houston. Yeah, I mean he's he's been a super wave rider for sure. Um, you know. Yeah, I, which ain't nothing wrong I, with it, but... Yeah, you know, I, that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day, I think. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what is uh, your creative process like? Man, on the real, so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the cats who's just, like, influenced by life. Like, I'm... I... I... I can't never really say that I get in, like, I get writer's block, you know what I'm saying? Like, I might not be feeling everything I'm writing all the time, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I'm just constantly, constantly in my pad because, like, just the stuff that's going on is making me think of bars or making me, you know, like, I just think in rhymes, like, after so long, like, that's just be all that I be thinking about is the rap, is the bars, what's the best bars, What's the this? What's the that? Like, even back in high school, man. Like, I love, I love playing all the sports that we played. But my favorite part about playing sports was track season when it got to high school because in track season we had the most free range. You know, not like in football and basketball where we was on the bench and on the sideline and stuff like the track. If you wasn't running, you could be walking around. And the thing that was always happening at the track meet was ciphers. But niggas couldn't freestyle as good as I could. So I was always, you know, I was always on the hunt to be to be rapping so like me constantly thinking of bars or whatever that's always been a thing and like I used to walk around the hallways in my school just singing all loud and stuff too because like melodies I can't keep them out of my head either man you know what I'm saying so it's just like it's just like it's a constant process with me so like just trying to sort it out and find you know what's dope what's not developing what's dope and you know trying to get rid of the clutter is, is more that's more my process man yeah. you know uh, it's it's kind of it's it's very erratic. Like I like to wake up sometimes at three in the morning and just like I got a little setup in my career and I wake up at like three in the morning and and click the posters on and and start putting some down because you know it's just it's it's on me at the time. So yeah, most definitely. So what do you feel uh is your strengths and weaknesses? Ah uh, man, um, strengths. Um, I, I've been I've been focusing the last few years on like really trying to get this songwriting thing together. So like really um, coming coming crazy like with um, with different melodies and hooks and stuff. Um, and like having strong bars to support to support the hooks and stuff. But like making like 
full, well-rounded record, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, getting into this thing, everybody always like, you know, I can write, I can rap, I can rap, I got bars, I got bars, I got punchlines, I got this, I got that, and that's cool. But, like, I want to be a songwriter, you know what I'm saying? So I've really been focusing on structure and song structure, song development, um, you know what I'm saying? Chord progression with my melodies and things like that. So, like, I think the way I write songs, you know, when my album come out, people check it out, they're going to hear, like, I, I've been... Like that's what I've been working on, man. So like, you know, very soon I, I'm 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 hoping to be getting a whole bunch of phone calls about doing doing Negro and things. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's that's what I'm that's what I'm working towards. Like getting something that that you know you, I'm cutting this thing from scratch and it sounds it sounds dope at the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's probably my biggest strength. My my weaknesses though, um, probably just putting myself out there. You know, uh, I think my music been tight for a while, but I always am really taking my time and being real meticulous about what I'm doing and how we're going to get it out, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like, I wouldn't say that I wasted a lot of time, but I, I have let a lot of time pass with me just working, you know, working kind of in the vacuum, you know what I'm saying? And I see, like, the culture of, like, hip-hop now is not really that, like, because of the accessibility that the Internet's providing, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, I just want you to put out music. Like every day, every other day, every two weeks, every you know three weeks, four weeks, and like I record at that rate, but I don't like record and try to lay everything out and rush stuff and put something. I'd rather put something one day and that's out and that's solid and tight. You know what I'm saying? And I've been working, you know, over a year on this thing that I'm finna put out now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm watching cats put out three and five and seven projects in a year, and I'm like, well, maybe I need to readjust my scope and cut down on my workload, you know what I'm saying, and put together both five songs and put that out, like, every other month or something like that. So, you know, just trying to um, to, to adapt, you know what I'm saying, with with, yeah. with, with the output, man, you know what I'm saying, because I think that's a big part of what keeps you regular, people seeing and hearing your name and knowing that you got some dope all the time, even if it's not that dope, because if you're like, that's putting out a whole bunch of basic and similar sound of stuff. Exactly. But, like, folks, folks eating it up, so... Yeah, I, yeah. Social media to me is just—it's a gift and a curse. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's it. It keeps you relevant, but at the same time, if you look back at projects, it kind of oversaturates your, yourself. As oh, like for definitely. like, a, if you look at a J Cole, you know what I'm saying? He's in high demand right now because he doesn't drop every three four months. But then right. if you look at um, Future, you know what I'm saying when Future drop, it's not really an event. Demand. Yeah, but like, like, like the last, so after Dirty Sprite 2, how many projects he put out? Like three, four, and how many of them have been like back to back to back bangers, or is it just like a couple records that I pulled from this one? You know, like one song from that, like two songs from that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, he had, what, What a Time to Be Alive, Purple Rain, Evolve. Yeah, like nothing sticks, you know what I'm saying? It don't stick. And like, and like you said, like, this is what the culture is coming to, man. It's like, it, it, it is oversaturated, man. The, the, the fans don't, and, and like people think fans don't have, um, like, your, like your music won't have enough shelf life for your fans to stay with you. But I mean, if your music is quality enough, I think they'll be patient and wait on that next project. Like, like we waiting on a J. Cole, or like we, we wait on a Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? Or like, even folks is waiting on a Drake, who, like you said, you know, way mm. ride. Do, do the most constant, the current things, you know what I'm saying? But, like, it's good. He's good at what he do. So people waiting on it, you know what I'm saying? So, like... Yeah. And, I, I mean, I don't blame Future. You know, Future just gonna do what the people want, you know what I'm saying? So right. I, don't, I don't blame right. him for doing it. Right. 
it's just all about um like if you want to go if you're trying to compete to be one of the best you know what i'm saying you want to put out the best possible quality music of all time exactly really much 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 higher than than the highest quantity of music yeah you know what I mean? right but if uh if you had to compare your your uh, self to another uh music artist who would it be man that's a, um that's a tough question i've been i'd be thinking about this a lot so like the things that i hear i guess it's like i kind of like like live in a space that's like in between i guess like a j cole and a big crit you know but i don't yeah, know yeah i thought big crit that's exactly what i said you know like i get a lot of that i get a lot of i, I get a lot of cold i get a lot of crit i can see the common grounds between two like if you made a, a venn diagram i could see the places in the middle where i lie you know what i'm saying um but, you know, also, you know, I'm bringing my, my own individual experiences, too, which ain't exactly the same and ain't exactly different. It's processed in a different way. You know what I'm saying? It's a perspective thing, though, you know? Um, perspective mixed with the influence. You know, I, I've seen a lot. Crit sings a lot. I don't necessarily think that we sing the same, you know? Um, I, I like to spit from an introspective place a lot of the time. Both of them cats do. But I don't... I don't think we see the world exactly the same, and I admire the way the brothers see the world, but I admire everything that they do. Every time I get compared to either one of them cats, I'm honored, you know what I'm saying? Two cats who I've been watching, you know, who basically are coming up like me in this game, you know, coming up educated out the South, you know what I'm saying, and got something to say, but also got some heat, you know, and trying to find the lanes and the things in which to get them messages and their music out, you know, and it's not widespread because it's not... Uh, it's not super simple, you know what I mean? So, like, I appreciate I appreciate it all the time. And I just, that's a great class of people to be compared to in my mind. You know what I mean? Right. So, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but, yeah, if you're talking about current, yeah, them two cats who I think, like, if you had to put me around anybody, yeah, put me a crit, a call somewhere right there, I think, yeah, I fall, like, in that line. All right, that's so cool. how, how difficult was it for, not, not necessarily difficult, but, as far as a culture shock, when you transitioned from Texas to Pittsburgh and then Pittsburgh to L.A., as far as musically? Um, so, man, from Texas to Pittsburgh was probably the biggest shock because I went from working like in a super collective to kind of working independently or at least as the focal point. You know, um, when I was in Texas, uh, I used to be with a crew um, – we, and, um, matter of fact, we had a dude that was flying the Def Jam there for a minute, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, like, it was, like, real, like, I was, I was intrinsic to that situation, you know what I'm saying? But it was a whole lot going on with that, and it was a whole lot of moving pieces, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't just me trying to figure out what was the best thing for me, but it was me trying to figure out what was the best thing for us, and how did I fit into us, like, all the time, so I could stay being the most productive, and know, being the best part of what I am to that collective at the time, you know what I'm saying, to then trying to get to Pittsburgh where I'm kind of by myself, and then I get linked up with my bro, uh, Barry B, and we start, like, really doing this thing, like, 2010, and then trying to just figure out, you know, dang, you know, how, how do I do this as, like, a solo artist, not just, like, as a solo artist, but, like, as a solo independent artist, especially after seeing mainstream and some mainstream success and seeing what that looks like and seeing what it takes to get to that, you know, but also trying to keep it keep it real and keep it trill and, you know, keep it, you know, remotely underground so I can keep it, you know, as honest as, you know, as possible and as true to myself as possible, you know. Um, and so, um, 
that was probably the most interesting time, but it was also good because when I was in Pittsburgh, I'm watching like with Khalifa blow up like right at that time, you know, and um, like we knew we knew some of them, we know a lot of them cats over at, at um, in Mac Miller's camp, and so watching them blow up like at that time, you know, and seeing seeing it work from a whole different angle, you know, and watching it as the game is changing too and becoming a more more cyber like more digital, you know, thing, you know what I'm saying, like mm. so. It's been interesting. And so, like, then from, from coming out there and, you know, really just trying to figure out, you know, how we going to do this, you know, just coming out here to L.A., you know, we have some connects out here that we've been working with, so, like, trying to deal with these dudes, but also trying to get the sound around for something that was commercial enough production-wise. I used to I used to bump on a lot of, lot of samples and stuff. So, you know, trying to switch the whole sound so that it could become profitable and financial, too, and really seeing, like, the business side. That's what this city showed a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot to us is, like, you know, really, really what's going on with the business, like, when you're doing this independent, but you're doing it, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of learning. It's been a lot of learning going on, man, along the way. We got to, we got to cross paths with a lot of, a lot of different folks from a lot of different places, man, you know, and big A&Rs, you know, Rise Nature and meeting with folks, Epic, all these different people and places and stuff, and just, you know, um, soaking up a lot of game and, you know, figuring out, you know, just next steps to go with this thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's interesting, though, man, you know, it's interesting. Like, L.A. is, like, really, like, this is the scene out here, man, you know what I'm saying? This ain't no, like, underground, like, do your thing and come up thing. Like, this is the scene out here, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta, be, gotta get your thing going, man. <laughs> so, uh, why did you choose L.A. over possibly going to New York or Miami? As far as for um, the music scene, man, I, don't, we, I ain't really no way to like really just pinpoint that stuff. Or that we had came out here to LA a couple times, and we had, like I said, we had some people that we had already been working with out here. Um, but New York would have been probably um, just as good of a choice for us, maybe even better. We have, you know, because like being out when I was in Pittsburgh, a lot of folks that we met from out there was from like. D.C. and New York and New Jersey, and like my business partner is from New Jersey, so like it would have made a lot of sense. But I, don't, I think for the growth for myself, I don't know. This was probably like this might have been the better choice for me. I, I definitely wasn't trying to be nowhere where it was real cold again yeah. um, <laughs> for a little bit, like because otherwise, man, I, I probably would have gotten to Chicago. Man, I let it there, but like it's, yeah. it's just too cold. Yeah, you know I'm I'm two hours like, out of Chicago. Oh, yeah, so you already know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's cool. So like, yeah. yeah, so trying to be somewhere where, um, you know, I can feel good and, you know, to get into a, a space. Like, because when I was in Texas, like, I, when I left Pittsburgh, before we came to L.A., man, we, we, I stopped in Texas back home for about, like, six, eight months. You know what I'm saying? I got real stagnant. I wasn't working. Getting, uh, wasn't going in the studio. When I was going there, I wasn't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? I just was... Just in a, not in a great space, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so it was my partner, and so like it was, you we trying to, we we're trying to do something, and you know, we had never done West before, and we had got a lot of love. We had came out here in 2010 and did this, um, this big show. I don't know if you ever heard of um, Rockley City or the Rockley City Fest or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're um, talking they, about. So they used to do a thing called, or they, they started off, I guess, doing a thing called Global Cooler, and they did one of these in LA, and this was like back in the day, like Pat Div. Kendrick, like, right when he put out, like, the Kendrick Lamar EP, like, this is, like, early, like, success, early successful Kendrick, 
you know, Pac Dev, um, Thurs when he was still with UNI, um, Dom Kennedy, like a whole bunch of these West Coast, like, cats, man, was out of this thing, and a bunch of other people, DJ the Chicago kids, there's a bunch of folks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we did that joint, and we got a whole, like, we got a whole lot of love out there, man. Folks were showing a lot of love, and then we came out there the next year and did this little show with, uh, with Dude's Game, and then again, just got a lot of love and stuff, and so it was like, man, we just need to come out here and see what it's hitting for, man, you know, and if it's working, it's working, and if it's not, you know what I'm saying, we're going get bombed, and so, you know, it, it, it's been working for the time being, you know, but it's always cool to see something new, man, I won't be surprised if I'm somewhere else in the next couple of years, man, you know? <laughs> yeah. How, um, how do you feel about uh, your singles, uh, Too Damn Hard and Ease Up Off Me? Ah, oh, man, uh, Too Damn Hard, that's, that was kind of crazy how that all just came about, man, you know, we met people's right as the whole 30 Wap thing was starting to take off for the dude, man. So, like, it was real crazy getting that single together, you know, and um, watching his, his success going and, you know, being able to, you know, get a little bit of love off of that, but then just being able to just put together a dope record and then it get, getting love on its own, too, you know. Um, at the joint here, radio, it hit a couple of TV stations, video playing, it was in a bunch of gyms, like 24-hour fitness, all kind of stuff, man. So, like, you know, um, we got a lot of love off of that. He's a boss me, just a little street single that we was putting out and, you know, to help promote to get ready for this album that's going to come out, man. And uh, that joint kind of took off, too, just kind of organic. We got a lot of love, and I that was dope. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man, uh, the Hoops Man, on that one. And uh, Blind People's Garcia on CDM Hard, you know, peace to the homie uh, in the whole, whole uh, uh, 1738 crew over there or whatever. But, yeah, man, my man, the Hoops. He did he's a bottom he got my single, this next single we finna put out called um, Elevated. Um, that joint's pretty that joint's pretty tough, dog. I um I'm like I'm gonna make sure you got that joint so you can check that out very soon. Um right. but yeah, bro. Uh, you know, um like both of them things, I mean I'm proud of them. I'm proud of everything that I've that I've been doing lately. You know, I was just I'm the most comfortable with the music I've been making, like as I've been growing and stuff lately. So, you know, after everything that I'm putting out is it's, it's good, great, better than the last. So, you know, uh, you know, them joints is, them joints is doing their thing. Um, like I said, again, crazy to see he's up on me. That joint just kind of got, just kind of got that organic love and just grew, and it was dope, you know. Yeah. Uh, what would be one song that you've made so far that you would tell someone to listen to that has never heard of you? Um, if you've never heard of me before, I say go check out um, my EP with Cassius G called The Badu Sessions. Um, it's a song on there called Vices. Vices. Um, that, either that or trying. Vices are trying um, for, for something that's out all right, already. And then if you don't listen to me until my album comes out, then I say check out either Problem B or, um, or Hold It Down. Uh, either, like... Any of them four records, either of the two that's out now or the two that's going to come out, man, I, I'll say check them out. But, like, if, you, if you're if listening right now and you ain't going to go listen to my album, you're going to listen to some stuff that came out before my album, go listen to go listen to Vices, and then go listen to Trying. That's the outro on uh, on uh, on the Badu sessions, man. You know what I'm saying? That's, uh, that's, that's probably some of the some of the, the, the most honest and, and dopest stuff I got going that's out currently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, what do you feel is harder, uh, making the music or uh, marketing the product when it's complete? Oh, uh, man, I, I definitely um, the 
of marketing, man. You know, marketing is what make or break anything. Like this, like I, you know, it ain't no, it ain't no, ain't no formula or nothing to what's dope, you know, or what's good. People like what they like, you know. If they hear it and somebody told them that it's dope, but they like it and they like it, if they just heard it, if they just naturally like it, then they like it. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, there's no real way to say, like, this This thing is better than this. This thing is worse than that because it's all based on opinion. Like, like I, could, I could sit up here and say that I thought of the XXL freshman cover is whack. But I could just sit and listen to a 21 Savage mixtape for the first time yesterday and understood exactly why everybody dug it so much. And I had never really listened to no 21 Savage before that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily be mad if I heard it again. It sounded like some classic Atlanta stuff. It ain't lyrical by no means. You know what I'm saying? But the energy is there. And so I get it. And so I mean, a lot of it, I think it's definitely in the marketing and how you get the music out, you know, because it's, it's a million, like, because of the internet now, like you were saying, how saturated it is, it's a million great projects out, you know. It's a trillion great albums. It's, you know, it's, everybody is a rapper and everybody's got bars and everybody's dope and they own right. It's somebody that like everybody, you know. And um, it's just about getting getting that out to people. And like, so what's the best way? What's, what's, what's the way that's going to make people hear it, you know? First and foremost is word of mouth. But how you going to get that word of mouth popping? You know? What mm-hmm. are you doing that's getting people talking about you? You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely, I think, the marketing. Like, all day. All day. If you, get, if you can cut, if you can be cutting edge on that, if you can get people talking about you, you know what I'm saying? It ain't just going to be your music being good. It's going to be your music being good if somebody wanting to hear it and somebody having a reason to, to tell somebody else to hear it. You know what I'm saying? That's what's going to make the, That's what's going to make it go, you know? Yeah. Um, so a lot of times you see these cats, like you see a cat like like a designer. I'm looking at designer who got the same number of followers as a whole bunch of other underground rappers who I know who ain't been popping, who only got who got one song or more than one song or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But the marketing right there was crazy. Once Kanye West said it was tight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, once he got that cosign, he took off. Yeah, I mean, but a cosign is a mar- is, is a marketing key in hip hop. You know, so yep. you can get that. Gotta go. You know what I mean? Like, if you can get one tight person to, or one big person to say like your song, like Mark Wahlberg. I met Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg heard too damn hard. Mark Wahlberg loved too damn hard. He asked me if he could get behind it, you know, if I needed some help with it. And I ain't never heard from nothing from Mark Wahlberg again. But, you know, if I could have got a, a Instagram post or a tweet from Mark Wahlberg, Mark, uh, too damn hard, I might want go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, that would have that took off, off. Just off the strength. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just... It just is what it is, man. And, like, if that's what it takes to get people to hear you, that's what it takes, you know. But, like, is the music there? Is the content good? Was it good enough? Well, it probably was. It probably was. It's probably good enough. It's probably good enough for people to like it. Yeah. How do they get it, though? You know what I'm saying? Who's talking about it? Why Why are they talking about it? What's making your good rap album stand out from the next good rap album? Exactly. Most definitely. What do you feel? Uh, what do you feel? Music missing right now. Uh, more cats like me. Yeah, <laughs> facts. Uh, more cats like me who understand like the scope of music, like as far as the sound goes. Like I, I, I think, and like this is. I mean, I ain't trying to brag and nothing like that, or be cocky, and then I just I'm confident in what I got right now. And I listen to my album, and I think sonically it sounds as good as everything else is out. It's it's, it's produced and is vibing in the same thing but lyrically it's coming with something that people want to hear that people need to hear that's going to help them it's going to uplift them 
I understand the scope of the world, and I'm not afraid to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, I think we, we need more of that. You know, we got enough cats that'll make a good dance song. We got enough cats that'll make a good drug dealer song. We got enough cats that'll make a good love song. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's out there getting that that super pub. And I'm sure it's enough cats like me making music, but it ain't enough of us getting in love. You know what I'm saying? But I see that time coming around because people want to hear something talking about something, something with a message. You know, you look at you look at all the records that came out in the last 48 hours after all these, you know, tragic events with um, all these cop killings and then the police, you know, the police getting killed in Dallas, you know what I'm saying, just like the time stamp this for whenever they hear this, I know there's a pre-recorded or whatever, you know what I'm saying, like, like the 48 hours prior to the police getting shot in Dallas, like every big artist that we ain't heard, you know, no message from had something for us, like Drake. I never wrote a song about being a black person living in North America or living in racist Western, you know, the Western part of the country or the world or whatever, Western hemisphere, you know what I'm saying? But he pinned a letter the other day, you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z just dropped the, the song Spiritual, you know what I'm saying? We ain't heard, like, two licks or, or nothing like that from, from Jay, like, on the record, not for real, for real, you know what I'm saying? Forever, like, if we this, ever have. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is this is not something that we commonly get because you know maybe because uh, promotional dollars or you know whatever investments might be at risk or at stake. But like as powerful black people, we shouldn't be afraid of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If somebody with a platform or a voice, with a voice, you shouldn't be afraid of that because Marvin Gaye wasn't afraid of that back then. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Muhammad Ali wasn't afraid of that back then. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, they wasn't hiding behind no dollars, behind no checks, man. You know, because they knew the people was gonna take care of them if the people if, we were, if they were taking care of the people. So, you know, like I don't know. You know, I think I think that's some of what we need, some more what, what the, of the music game, some 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 more awareness and responsibility. Because right now it ain't about what a rapper gonna say that's gonna change the world, but if a rapper's down to help mobilize and is down to help support the community and, and is down to put everything that they got going towards the betterment of it, you know what I'm saying? And also still do their thing and still be dope and still be entertaining and encouraging and uplifting to the people. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what we need. We need some more leaders. Yeah, I feel you. So um, what do you feel is uh, an ideal situation for you to uh, as far as to prosper in the music industry? Ah, uh, man, so for me... Uh, <laughs> I just need some more money, man, so I can keep yeah. doing what I'm, what I'm trying to do, you know what I mean? So I need people to go out and buy my album and, and then go donate to my non-profits, you know what I'm saying, so that we can, um, so I can continue try to keep in making the world better and saving the youth in the process, you know what I'm saying? Because I think that's important. Uh, nah, uh, nah, for real, though, uh, if I had to find to like a label or something, man, I want one that's got like a platform out that's more than just me being able to to rap, but also do other things to get out and, um, you know, touch the people. Like, so you like, like Mass Appeal got, you know, the website along with the label, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, they got different ways, like, they got media right there for them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I would imagine bad boy artists being able to get over to Revolt and do whatever it is that they needed or felt like they wanted to do, you know what I'm saying? Because of dual ownership, you know what I'm saying, with, with P. Diddy, like, like, the whole 
the cold title of this joint is revolt. You know what I'm saying? I should be able to go over here and speak a message and touch my people and reach out. And, I, and they and they do a lot of that too. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, some type of situation where you could do something like that across the board, man. You know, Russell Simmons used to do a lot. Of, I mean, Russell Simmons do a lot of comedy and stuff now, and he still do a lot of outreach. You know what I'm saying? But I could see like he was still running a Def Jam situation like that, you know, and having two things to be able to cross over. So something like that, you know, where I'd be able to thank my music, but also be able to get out and be in the community and, like, not just reaching the community, but bringing the community together through some type of platform where folks that ain't necessarily in Inglewood or Compton, California, you know, maybe they in Brooklyn, but they want to see what's going on. They want to be just as touched or involved can do that. You know what I'm saying? And so and we, we just need to have our own media outlets as it is anyway. So... Something like that, man. You know, I think that's 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 where I can thrive, man. Like really, really, really to get my stuff out. Yeah, and so um what would you consider to be your favorite album and why? Man, uh Stevie, I got like 
one of my earliest tattoos is a Stevie Wonder tattoo. You know, like just be the dude, man. You know. Yeah. So, uh, would you? Uh, what would be your like dream feature? It could be somebody dead or alive too. Okay, okay. Um uh, uh, dream feature. Man, I, I don't know. I probably I probably would wanna make a song with like Squarface and Devin and Dude like together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, I don't know, cause cause we could we could we could get on, it could go it could go any way, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause there's two of them as a as a as a as a pair, like in the early '90s, these with, I mean, in the mid, all of that. You know, like they had songs for the chicks, they had songs for the smoke, they had songs for the serious and for the deep. You know, they just had fun records like them two. I thought they collaborated real well. And I I got a lot from both of their styles, man. So like Receptive was your style when you got to LA? When I got to LA, uh, man, people, so LA, I mean, California and Texas have always had like a lot of crossover, man. Okay. Um, you know, so like, I, I got, I got, a, I got a good amount of love out here, man. People understood what it was. They, they dug the style. Like, I, I, I watched the road make a lot of money out here. You know what I'm saying? Um, like the whole the whole LA culture kind of looks like the Dallas culture did. Like they they cut their hair the same way, they dance a lot of the same ways. Now that like we we started getting that going probably like in 2008 2009. Like the whole D town boogie thing. Like that's that's what a lot of LA kids look like now. They dance like us. Their haircuts and hairstyles is like us. They dress and clothes a lot of the same as what we was doing and stuff and did and still do. Um, so, like, it's a lot of crossover, you know, like, the car culture is real in both, um, our old head, like, you know, UGK and, and, and Too Short was always making records together, Scarface and Pac got records together, you know, like, we, we was, we was crossing, intermingling a lot, man, so, like, I find a lot of these cats out here listen to a lot of the same stuff that I listen to and vice versa, you know, and so, um, they they get my style, man. They get it, and that, and especially because like I I get influenced in places that I go too. So like it's a lot of you know as much Texas as it is, and it's a good amount of Cali coming into the stuff that I'm making right now. I work with a lot of producers from out here, you know. So like um, the blend is, is is the blend is real, but it's, it's it, it works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, when can you yeah, can you name your um uh, nonprofit organizations? Oh man, so um, CSB for Mankind, man. Um, that's the name of my nonprofit. We uh, we we work in uh, we work with little kids in Inglewood, um, like just doing um, you know, we do um, we do like leadership development and stuff like that, um, like in school stuff, and so that's pretty dope, man. 
Um, we got to work with a lot of cool kids out here in California, so we're just trying to keep that going, um, you know, alongside with the music. Because, I mean, it's not just about, it ain't just about, you know, coming up off of the community, man. It's about giving back to the community, too, and building it up and restoring it, you know. And, I, I mean, I, I truly believe the children are our future, man. I think if we um, if we can get them the tools that they need to start building better tomorrow, then that's what we should be doing, you know. Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, what's the name of the album again? Man, the name of the album is Manifest Destiny. That's coming out July 19th, and that's everywhere. You can get that on my website, nickpatmusic.com. And, in fact, if you get it on my website, it's probably cheaper than if you get it anywhere else. Well, you got to look at um, you look at, at um, the Amazon or the Google Play Store. I think it's cheap over there, too, man. But um, iTunes, man, they're going to hit you going, like, hey, but it's, yeah. it's on iTunes, iTunes Apple be Music. killing me. Contest, 
uh, starting the weekend of uh, Labor Day, man. September was like September first or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Step for stacks, step for stacks, step for stacks, step for stacks, step for stacks. Follow me and go check that out. Stepforstacks.com. Um, all you gotta do is put up a little quick 45 second dance or step or whatever kind of routine video to the song too damn hard and be enrolled in school and you eligible to win a thousand dollars for your team and then also a thousand dollar donation to the u.s charity of your choice man so we're trying to get back like on 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 numerous amounts man in numerous ways you know what i'm saying so it's, it's, it's for the people dot most definitely hey we appreciate you uh calling in uh, Man, Carl, I appreciate you having me play for real. Yeah, this is definitely, we definitely going to be in touch. I love Illinois already. Yeah, we definitely going to be in touch. I am buying the album. I'm, dro- I'm going to drop this on the uh, 19th. Already, so, man. Yeah, I'm going to drop this on the day man. the album comes out as well. Yeah. So yeah. we definitely appreciate you co- uh, calling in, man. Definitely. Man, appreciate you. Follow up podcast. Appreciate you having me, bro. Kojak, Nick Pratt, we out. God bless. Already, please, honey.